Hello and welcome to episode 41 of the Talking Wednesday podcast. It's Halloween soon. This is technically our Halloween episode. I am Dexterity Box, joined, as always, by PunkChef41, rocking the Viking beard for audio listeners and whatever the hell is on his face currently. But he's... Uh, he... It used to be when I had a scooter, like when I was 21. Brilliant. But he is going to take that off because we thought that, do you know what? It'd be great if you could keep that on and do a Halloween episode. I've gone with the skull t-shirt. I've gone a little bit more under... I don't even know if you can see that on the camera. Yeah. We've gone... We've kept something themed for Halloween. But, uh, yeah. Have a good one. If you do it, something for Halloween, it really it's just an excuse for a drink when you're an adult, isn't it? Really, yeah. or if you've got the if you've got the kids, if you've got a kid, you just try fulfil their Halloween candy or sweets, and then have it. Did yourself. you just call it candy? I did. I've been watching a lot of American TV shows. Leave me alone. Oh no, I don't like it. I think you're fired. Um, All right, see I'm you later, afraid. Master Celtics. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway. Um, I hope you're all doing well. I hope this podcast finds you well, as I always hope it does. Please leave us nice reviews, all that sort of housekeeping. We haven't had a review for 24 days. Sounds like, like a twen- big brother house, eh? It's like 24, but worse with reviews. That's the uh, the the level of of desperation right now. It's all right. We've got we've got we've got quite a few reviews, but please keep them coming in a timely fashion. If you are new and you haven't let yet left us an audio review, please do so. They do. We've help. only got we've only got one game coming up this week, uh, so there's no Dexterity Watch stream. However, Ooh. I may do something on Twitch. I may oh, do, do, do Phasmophobia or something like that. No, I may do the actual Creator Club thing. I was gonna do. Oh, that'd be good. I may start it with like a couple of hours. That's a hiccup. We'll keep that in. By the way, you um, still have an issue with your Xbox, like freezing and stuff? Because I haven't got it on PlayStation at all anymore. Um, FIFA. I've not, I've not had it in the past couple of weeks. But, but yeah, I might bring that in there. Yes. Also, I've just realised this. There is, there is some filtered message requests asking for the Discord link. I'm gonna hope. I'm gonna create one that's got like five entries, ten entries and get back to all you guys that have DM'd me uh, about it. I just didn't want to keep creating individual codes, yeah. but I'm going to create a code and bring you all in at once. Um, so if you have DM'd me listening to the podcast about the Discord, I'm getting back to you this week. So, yeah, We'll bring you that. in, but it, we're doing it at a filter level now. Just yeah, we because are. Because of, yeah. Yep, we are indeed. Um, so, Jake's doing his streams over on his channel, him chatting. Uh, whilst driving a truck and crashing into barriers. Quite fun. Yeah, pretty um, much. As we said, the Discord is available. Get in touch if you want that. M- membership options below. Click join if you are on YouTube. Lots of membership options available for the channel. But that's the housekeeping out of the way. Let's get into the uh, the bread and butter of the show. And this week, the first writing is from Hubert. No, uh, Is it Nongrim? I've never actually said it. I've never actually said it. It's Hubdub. It's Hubdub. It's Hubdub. But he asked a very pivotal question this week to start off the Talking Wednesday podcast, and that right. is flip-flops or Crocs? I'd rather go barefoot. Yeah, I was thinking the same, <laughs> to be honest. I haven't worn Crocs since I was like seven, and we were we were down at Perrinporth, you know, in Cornwall. Yeah. 
and it was the year that the the flooding was happening as well. Oh, right. And the tides were just all over the place. And I remember it came in really quickly one day that everybody was on the beach. Yeah. And it was ridiculous because the tide just came in when it never it usually comes in. <laughs> yeah. And not that fast, but it came, it was like, yeah. hang on, why is everyone moving from down there? It's because it kept moving in. Yeah. And it filled up where they've got like this little lake path. And I just remember losing one of my crocs in there. Oh, but that's uh, that's it's one of my like because we always used to. There's a thing called a weaver fish. Do you know what a weaver fish is? I've heard of it, but I don't know what it is. If you ever take your little one swimming, there's a uh, in the sea or surfing or something. There's a chance that if you go down in this country somewhere, you will come across the weaver fish. Nasty little buggers, right? <gasps> oh, I think I think I stood on one in Norfolk when I was young. Right, so. If you don't know what the weaver fish is, ladies and gentlemen, they are a fish that gets drawn in with the tide and they sit underneath the sand and on mm. their sort of like the top of them, their sort of fins on the top, whatever yep. the, the thing is, they've got basically toxic spikes and you will step on them as you're walking into the shallow ends of the sea. Mm. Most likely. And it'll pierce your foot and poison your foot. And it's like a piercing ache. It's like a sting, basically. Yeah. But you then, you've to get rid of it, you've got to go to a lifeguard and then put your foot in hot water. Yeah, I did stand on one of them, and that is awful. And I remember doing it. I was like thirteen. I was like, I'm never going near the sea again. Well, we ended up wearing Crocs in the sea because of that. You know, you could get. We ended up eventually going to those shoes that you could like zip up with wetsuits yeah, yeah. and stuff like that. But we don't wear wetsuits when we go. And come on, we're British. It can be like minus degrees in the sea and we're jumping in now i don't care if i go all like goose bumpy and part red and you could slap my arm and the handprint would stay there yeah. for the next two to six business we like days. seaside and we like whenever we get a chance to go near the seaside it's the sea we're going to go play in the sea that is exactly uh, it and then all the locals who live nearby go yeah british couple british family oh not because they're not nowhere near it they've gone for some scones and jam at least you oh. say scones correctly. Um, I thought I was going to get one then. <laughs> this, no, no, no. God, God, no. God, no. Uh, with it being spooky season, this is a write-in spooky season. You can tell Sophie wrote this in. She went, <laughs> with it being spooky season, as in Halloween coming up, what is your ultimate Halloween movie playlist? Ooh. Thing is, I don't have one because I just watch a lot of random Halloween films anyway. But I like lots of really bad Japanese dub stuff. Like? Oh, you put me on a thought now. It doesn't have tentacles, does it, Jake? No. <laughs> Are you sure? Yes. <laughs> Good. Oh, I did watch The Ring back in the day, like, badly dubbed, because I couldn't find an English version, and that was awesome. Uh, the ring, the ring used to give me quite a few because uh, I watched the ring way too young. The ring's terrifying. It never, you never want to watch TV again. Well, I don't really like horror films. At Halloween, I like to watch the the sillier films. Really, like I don't know. I'd I'd, I'd crack nowadays. It's like we're going to watch the Muppets Haunted Mansion this Halloween because it's that new yeah, one. So we're going to see that. Um, and we're all like, there's a chance I'm going to put Scooby Doo the Witch's Ghost on. Do you well, remember Scooby Doo the Witch's I Ghost? Do. You there's better a big, do. There's a big chance that we're probably going to have a Nightmare Before Christmas on, even though it's a Christmas film, technically. But it's not, though, is it? it? No, the director came out and said it was a Christmas film. 
couple of years ago. Hmm. Right. But it's not. You're right. But I'm going on what I've heard. But I I like I like a lot of the silly action horror films as well. I like Beetlejuice. We'll probably watch Beetlejuice. Mm. The thing is, Sarah, Sarah's that much away from watching stuff. She's got this one bloke who just played Phasmophobia and she just watches that now. And I'm sat there, shall we do something? Like, well, you can play Far Cry 6. I'm going to play Phasmophobia. I'm going to watch Phasmophobia. <laughs> like, okay, fine with me. That's 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 the modern day though, isn't it? Like, well, yeah. I watch a stream, you go play a game. You know, that that's the uh, that's the life of it. But no, we, we're watching the, the Haunted Mansion. I don't, we don't really, I've never really liked horror films because a lot of them about are about how to make you jump scare and mm. stuff. I think the last time I watched horror films when they came out was, do you remember when that film The Strangers came out? Yes. Um, That was like when I still watched horror films as they came out. Yeah, that was I, around the last sort of time. I did have a mate who used to have them all the time and like we'd just watch horror films and I was like, do you not get bored of this after a while? Because it's all you would watch. Yeah. Like you give him something else, he's like, no, nah, I like this. And then he'll watch an action film and he'll jump out because like somebody just got stabbed or something. Like, you watch horror I films. I just don't. I not don't my cup of tea I'm at just, times. No, I'm not really a film guy anymore, which is, which is terrible coming from an acting background. Like it's, I pretty much, uh, pretty much prefer stories being told over a TV series and being able to go in depth yeah. on the backstory and have a build up to it. But I also still do like the encapsulated film, but I don't go and see films as much anymore. That is, that is a, a I don't thing. think, I don't think many people watch films anymore because it's just so damn expensive. It's just the, in, in response to the question, it would be just more the, the laid back Halloween yeah. stuff, the funniest stuff that I'd be on silly. my playlist now. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, should we get into the Sheffield Wednesday part, the, uh, the Talking Wednesday, technically the Sheffield Wednesday podcast, but you know, what, whatever. Uh, who, who, needs that, who needs that sort of stuff? Yeah. We're in League One. We're all tired. <laughs> um, so on Tuesday, the 29th of October, Sheffield Wednesday played Cambridge United at Cambridge's pad. Wednesday, yeah. Wednesday lined up with Peacock Farrell back in for Wildsmith as well and keeping that. There, which is which controversial in itself because many people said Wildsmith didn't do too much wrong. Then it was Hunt, Palmer, Iorfa, Johnson, Johnson keeping a place, Brown, Deli Basharu, Bannon, Adoniran, Berahino, and Gregory. What was your take on this one, Punk? They outplayed us for most of that first half. They first really half, yeah. did. They absolutely outplayed us. And like you said on Twitter, you had three men around you still going to dive in header. What the hell? I don't see what Wildsmith did wrong to get dropped. The only thing I can think it's in his loan agreement. And Bailey Peacock Farrell. Yeah. yeah, that's what it's we said be... last week, innit? If he was going to get dropped. I it got, it got to be because they outplayed us in the first half. Second half, we woke up, went at them, and really gave it a good go. Second and... half was decent because I was streaming this one. Um, yeah. I didn't think... I didn't think... I've, I've, I've been the one to say Johnson doesn't you know, doesn't get his place. But even in the second half, Johnson looked all right as well. Yeah, and he, he, he made a few things happen, which was, I've not seen from him before. So. But the person we've been calling to play on this podcast stepped up and he had a blinder. Deli Basharu had an absolute blinder. That yep. kid is, ha when he runs, people bounce off it. And I love it. I love seeing a midfielder who can run, attack, 
physical, not scared of the challenge, and then get a shot away. He really did. And if Mass come back, he's going to get that shirt off Delhi. He's not going to get a chance because Delhi's rocking that shirt at the minute. That's what should happen, yeah. Because we've, as you said, we've been saying it for a while. There's a joke, if you watch my FIFA series as well, Delhi Bashiru, remember the name because he, yes. he scored an absolute <laughs> screamer for us in one of the in one of the games there, and I've been trying to use him a little bit more. But in real life, generally, genuinely, sorry, he is one to give a focus to, and that will link into obviously the next match we talk about a little bit more. Mm. Uh, but we came back from one nil down against Cambridge. So at the end of the day, I. And I saw this on Twitter after the match as Are well. Cambridge fans thinking they, they, yeah, they were quite. They said they felt quite lucky to get away yeah. with it in the end. You know, which you credit to us, but it doesn't make it feel any less less because we're not managing to take those chances. Like mm. the Morgan game, we outplayed them, didn't take our chances. It's that whole thing, if we can start creating the chances and taking them, we'd be flying. But we actually showed a bit of heart. We went for it. You changed the formation, right? right in near the end of well, which he went to a 4-4-2. And we looked a lot better. Yeah, we looked kind of a lot that, better. It? And it's like he'd done it a couple of times now where he could go, I'll see. It's like he'd do murmurings and go, I'll try it. I'll see what happens. Yeah, And it just shows you that we can see it. And he obviously can see it, but he's stuck with this certain formation playing out from back. How many times, have, and we'll get onto this in the Lincoln game, but we played it out from back and everyone knows what to do. Just crowd us. Just get behind it because we can't play it. Yeah, no, definitely. Let's it. let's move on to that Lincoln game. So Wednesday played Lincoln on Saturday, lining up with again Peacock, Farrell in net, Hunt, Palmer, Iorfa, Johnson, Brown, Adenir, and Delhi Basharu, Berahino, and Gregory this time. So slightly. Oh no, it's the exact same lineup. <laughs> of course it was. Was it? Yes. Yes. I'm looking at them two right now. Yeah, we started about, for some reason, I didn't think we started Barahino in the match before it, but yes, we did. Um, so he went for an unchanged 11, showed faith in them, because the one thing that's been lamented with him as criticism Patterson is... Patterson started versus Cambridge. No, he didn't. Yes, he did. I'm looking at the team sheet now. Patterson started versus Cambridge. Am I about to... Are you sure? Yeah, I, I know if Patterson was on the bench. I watched this game on the internet. <laughs> Some uh, technical difficulties here as we work this one out. Are you sure? Check your phone. I'm checking my phone. Podcast listeners, I'm checking my phone to see how wrong I am. Can I just say this is in the document provided to me? Bye. Oh, God. I thought that was wrong. So my instincts were right. Yeah, because I didn't think Berahino started. You said, when you said it, I was like, that doesn't sound right. I'm sure that doesn't No, sound no. Right. Apologies. Apologies. Clearly the brain's gone this week. But yeah, he did start against Lincoln, though, didn't he? Berahino. Yes, yes, he did. He so that's what's happened there. What's happened is in our document, for some reason, the same team has been pasted across. So I can't fully trust that that was the lineup for uh, Cambridge. It doesn't matter. We're just trying to add we some things draw. in there and that went wrong. We got a draw. But the Lincoln one, that was the lineup that I just said there. The difference was 
With this Lincoln, sh the shape was a little bit different, wasn't mm, it? Yeah, but we did this. If you've seen the video going around on Twitter, we did this stupid thing where we're playing it out from the back and Chris Maguire played for Lincoln now. Do you remember yeah. how much of a wind-up merchant he was when he was a Wendy player? Yeah. So he was sniffing. And we don't have the confidence to do that formation. I'm sorry, we don't. Um, it's something that really annoyed me. And Dunkley got acted on Twitter if he was injured. Like, I'm not injured, but this is what the team manager wanted to go for and stuff, so I go with it. Anytime we play for out front, we're too slow. We're too slow when we start games. We either start 10 to a dozen, which we started for like the first two minutes, and then we backed off and then let them come into it a little bit and kept on letting them in. Berahino had a great chance, but he needs to now start taking these chances because he's there to take the chances. It's all right, or going more nose him and stuff, he'll put an arm around. Unless he starts bearing these chances, when someone like Windak comes back, he may not have a chance if Windak starts fat and starts how he did. And it's interesting how we played because second half, we looked horrible. We looked absolutely shocking. Uh, we just didn't play well. And it's like they weren't, it's like they hadn't played together for a little bit. It was mm. slow, it laboured. We didn't have wing in the midfield, which was nice because Delhi did all right. But there's still little bits that get me. Second half, we woke up again. We are a team that can't do 45 minutes of football. We do 15 in each half, I think where we do 15 minutes of great football and then we drop off. The goal, again, fantastic work by Deli Basharu. Absolute great Adam work. Adam getting it in from that angle as well. Yeah, Adam Aaron finished with just, how's he finished that? Also, interesting fact for you, Cambridge, when we played Cambridge on Tuesday, Deli Basharu scored. On Wednesday night, his brother scored for Reading. Yeah, well, they, uh, Basharu's are doing it. I, I want to just do a quick reaction before I talk into my things here. So, yeah. Completely wrong about that first lineup for Cambridge. It doesn't really matter, but it was Farrell, Hunt, Iorfa, Dunkley, because I knew Dunkley played as well, and my brain wasn't going right there. Palmer, Deli, Bashru, Bannon, Wing, Johnson, Patterson, Gregory. The reason I wanted to talk about that is because Dunkley didn't start against Lincoln, no. and we we didn't really play two recognised centre backs. No, but it was three at the back again. And yes, Johnson, but, but two. Maud Maud does say anything. Johnson is more of an attacking player. It's like. Oh, really? Yeah, so, <laughs> right, so please tell me then, where did Iorfa start his career? Yep. Right back. Like, yep. Johnson plays left wing back. Yep. Hunt's a right back. Palmer's yep. a right back. Tell me what centre back is on that team sheet. None. But for Iorfa, technically, so we've got, now. We've got, we've got a, we've got a shaky defence and you've just fair, played natural fullbacks. To be fair... We are, if you're talking about centre backs, if he if I offer that main centre back, he's the only one we've got on Dunkley at the minute. Because yeah, we are no, short. I, I agree. I offer's now the centre back there. But even if you're but, just doing that, you can't play Johnson in it just doesn't work. He struggled. He did struggle a lot. He looked good at times, but again, with this Wednesday team, concentrate for 90 sodden minutes. 80th minute again. Ten minutes near the end. Goal. Put put Patterson at centre back. And it was another set piece. Oh, yeah. It could do great well for you. Carry <laughs> on. <laughs> but again, another set piece that we don't defend. And to be fair, Peacock Files should be doing better with that. With it coming how, down. How low. many times have we said that this season now, mate? Yeah. Oh, no. I, I have got to say now, because like, I'm usually the one that's on the side of 
what did I say? I said we we can judge it after these two matches, two big matches, yep. two probably must win matches or must not lose matches. Yes, we, need, we got we need we are undefeated. All the points. We needed. We, I said we need. I said we needed four. Right. Yep. We needed four this week. I the first the first time I think Darren Moore's got it completely wrong was Lincoln. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because I can see I. At the Cambridge match, I could see us turning it around. I can see that I could. I get frustrated with his tactics sometimes, but I can see the turnaround and I can see him clicking things together. Lincoln, we didn't learn from it, and we were lucky to not get battered. You know where we actually improved it in the Lincoln game? Five minutes when he brought Shadipo and Corbin. You on? They absolutely came on and were butting a gut to trying to get something. You brought on natural wingers, and it worked. It's not rocket science. We can see this is the thing. I'm still with the camp. We stick with Darren Moore. He's the right man for it. But these tactics were completely wrong. All the people calling for more and saying, you've got to go and saying Ryan Lowe. Ryan Lowe isn't leaving top of the league Plymouth to come to mid-table Wednesday. So no. you could throw as much money as you like. And if you're going to do that, think how much money we're going to have to pay more and his staff and all the people he brought in on. It won't be cheap. So we've got to stick with him. The thing is... Moore came out with some good stuff to, in the thing about how, what did the player think about the booing? He said, me as a player, it spurred me on. He also said other things about how it was and stuff. But it, time and time again, we can all see that this tactic, the playing from the back, doesn't work. We have pacey wingers in wing and uh, Shadipo and uh, Corbinu who uh, like right. to get forward. I, I slightly disagree. Right, here's my disagreement with Go. you. It can work if you know where to distribute it, right? The problem is our distribution at the midfield or the or to the wingers, right? You know, if you're going to play three at the back and you're going to play it out, you, you, need, to, you need to be able to have IOR for breaking it out and going forward. Yeah. The problem is the, the play out from the back thing for us is every bloody ball goes backwards, yeah. right? Or a, and if it, if it gets to the midfield, it's sidewards, then backwards, then back to the side. There's no and that's when you're adding pressure on yourself. We're yeah. in, right. Twice. Some of, these, some of these games have cried out for, just get stuck into it, proper League One style. Yeah. Right? And it's that is long. what's frustrating me now. Yeah. And the thing is, twice Lincoln nearly got in. First off and second off, they, we played it out from back and we were just dilly-dallying with the ball. There was a clearance that uh, I offered it and he just hung up in the air and he's just watching it going, and it dropped down and he suddenly goes, oh, crap, there's a Lincoln play there, I must get rid of it. It's just yeah. not concentrating. It's it, this kind of thing where if we can concentrate and if we can get players scoring because we, we, we go from one game where we make a lot of chances and then to another game where we make none, we actually set up like the away team at home at the weekend, which I don't get. And Bannon, as much as I like Bannon, Bannon had a massive go at Jack Hunt for something Bannon did wrong. And he like properly ripped into him. The, th the thing is, I like Bannon as a player. I don't think he's right for captain because I don't see any leaders on the pitch at, the, at times. And it's a young squad and that is slightly irritating. If this is going to work, people need to step up and help out. So if you've got Bannon who's the captain, I offer steps up at the back saying, right, come on, let's do this. Because that's a young back line, Palmer as well. You, do you know what I mean? Mm. Gregory I mean, it's, not, it's not a young back line, mate. 
It's not. Look at the ages. They're not. They're it's, not a young backline. I didn't mean young. I, I didn't mean young backline. I meant young team in terms of like some it, of the players in the, the midfield. The, the backline is. It's not about line. It's all five. It's not it's all fullbacks. It's, <laughs> that's the thing. It's it's not. It's not a young backline at all. It's, now, the one thing that can come out of it is the players aren't taking the excuses anymore. No. Right, they're not trying to come out with excuses. Adoniran came out and talked how he was disappointed. He's like, he's happy to get a goal, but he's sick of it. Um, Gregory came know. out and said similar. Yeah, um, you know, I, I want them to say no. It's we're fed up now because because I because the thing is, you do realize how on the this is what I want to say to Wednesday fans. You do realize how on the cusp of being a great side we are. Yeah. It's that. You cut out it's the stupid ball watching and the concentration, the, the stupid ball watching and the concentration. You cut that out, which there. obviously is a big deal. But we have got so much there, and it's frustrating. This is the problem with a rebuild season, though. You're gonna get there. The only thing we've got is this lack of concentration. Isn't something that's been brewing just this season. This has been brewing for like the last two. Mm. And there's some, there was some good stats that went around that in like the last time we came from behind to win away with 2016 Birmingham, the last time we did it at home Jesus with Christ. Do you remember who scored that goal? No. Gary Hooper, when the fan gave it all the big I am at the Wednesday fans and they just turned around and went, nah. This is... That's when we still had Carlos. Carlos? That long ago. Yep. Mate. Mate. Well, at least with uh, Claude, we didn't lose at Cambridge. We clawed back thing, a, a see, we can We can get a point for both of these, considering how inconsistent we are. It's good. In one sense, there was, a, there was something that went around saying that Darren Moore wanted to make us defensively solid, and he's done that. He's actually starting to make us a lot more defensive because we don't leak goals. We still something stupid, got like fifth, with like big clean sheet or something like that in the league. So we're mm. not getting battered. But if we come against, you know what's going to happen though, don't you? We're going to come on. against like Sunderland and do really well. That's what Wednesday do though. We don't, we seem to underestimate certain sides. Lincoln were ones that I knew we were going to be up against with. And I, it was, it was crying out for a Maguire goal really wasn't it i'm just it glad really he didn't score it would have hurt me a little bit because i still i have a soft spot i, li- I like maguire same yeah there was something um, about maguire winding the opposition fans up i absolutely loved yeah definitely <laughs> we do miss that a little bit with the 20 team there's also there was a good thing on twitter that i kept on looking at there's a bloke who's actually got a poll going and he tweets every time barry bannon doesn't hit the first man or have to somebody in the box it's like up to like 58 or something stupid. They, they, they watch my streams. That's all I bloody say. Right. Um, let's point, move on from that. Let's move on I from that. But we need Lincoln, to Lincoln I'll take a point, but Cambridge should have been... Th- should we, should, have, we should have oh, won we should it. Have absolutely won that, yeah. Yeah. No, I'm not saying we deserve to win it on paper either. I'm saying that we... No, just, we played well. We, we, we played well in that last bit. That second yeah. half, we could, have, we could have won it. Yeah. Um, so... League One Roundup. Let's just talk about what's happened in the the, the picture in the league. So that Tuesday night, uh, Accrington Stanley, three goals to two at Charlton there. So Charlton lost to Accrington Stanley. It's this league. Charlton. But that was the end of Atkinson. Atkinson got sacked. Mm-hmm. So that the, the are pulling the trigger in League One. Cheltenham beat Morecambe 3-1. Cheltenham are coming up for us. 
Uh, Gillingham beat Doncaster 1-0. Doncaster again falling there. Yeah. Sunderland looking the part this year. It might be their year. 4-0 against Crew Alexander, and that was away from home. Oxford beat Shro- uh, Shrewsbury 2-0. Ipswich kicking it on a little bit. Beat Portsmouth 4-0 there. And then Wimbledon beat Lincoln earlier in the week. Rotherham Have you and seen Drew. where Ipswich are now in the table? I'm going to get to that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Obviously, Cambridge uh, drew with Wednesday that night. MK Dons beat Wigan 2-1 and Burton beat Fleetwood 1-0 while Plymouth, on a very rainy night in Plymouth, oh, beat God. Bolton 3-0. Did you I see that goal yes. that was going around? You know what it felt like? It felt like when you were at school back in the day when the PE teacher right, went, right, next goal winner, just go. <laughs> mm. Yeah, it was pretty much... You couldn't. There were, if for anybody who hasn't seen it, the they were basically the keeper ran out to it, and about two Plymouth, two, three Plymouth players were running onto it, and you couldn't kick it more than a yard in front of you. Yeah. I don't know how that so game carried on. Well, no, the problem was it was fine up until like apparently the 85th minute was or it? something. Oh, it all right. came down, um, and that's when they got the the other goal. So also, they eventually inter- got a goal after about four attempts of trying to hit it into the net from close range. Interesting thing with Bolton as well. Bolton this week had lost their club captain. He'd gone on a free transfer to Stockport in non-league due to them and him and the gaff having a falling out. And a lot of Bolton fans are like, what's going on? Yeah, that's a bit weird, isn't it? They're let's a little about, bit concerned now. Let's talk about the Saturday results then. So Doncaster beat Cheltenham 3-2. So they turned it around a little bit there. Ipswich Winning streak again, 2-1 against yeah. Fleetwood. Wickham beat Crew 2-1. We obviously drew with Lincoln. Sunderland actually lost to Charlton. The yeah. new manager, bound, well, not new manager. They've not got anyone in yet, is it? It's caretaker. Caretaker, caretaker yeah, yeah, Johnny Jackson. Yeah, so um, it was the bounce there, beating Sunderland at home. So we talk about Sunderland finding their, fo- uh, their feet there. A little bit of an upset, but you can get that. Charlton are being pretty unpredictable in that, mm. in that spam in that spell between managers. Oxford United beat Burton 3-1. Shrewsbury beat Cambridge 4-1, who we drew to in the week. You know what's really annoying? Is that you're looking at this and you're like, Shrewsbury, what, we got a draw with them. Mm. You're looking at the Eakin, draw, got a draw with them. What the hell? Why is other teams able to do this? Bolton drew with Gillingham. Accrington Stanley drew with Portsmouth. Rotherham beat MK Dons 3-0. Morecambe yeah. drew with Plymouth one all. And Wigan then beat AFC Wimbledon 2 0. So Wigan beat yeah. Wimbledon and we beat Wigan. Yeah. You know, just so it's one of those, it. it's just the way. Also, way did it you goes. see that Bolton game was a Kieran Lee 91st minute winner? I didn't see that, but go on, lad. Right. So, as we've spoken about now, at the summit of League One is Plymouth Argyle with 30 points after 15 matches played. However, Wickham are also on 30 points. Wickham looking the real deal this on, mm. in points-wise this season. They've only played 14. Wigan on 28 points in third with 13 played, the same as Sunderland. Rotherham on 27 points, uh, making fifth. And Oxford United are on 24 points in that sixth Tight. position. Wednesday are on 21 points, 14 matches played. Quite like, however, uh, we've got a, point, a game in hand on the team above us, Burton, who are on 22 points. And let's just say if we play that game in hand, there's a chance we could creep into the playoffs, yeah. but it would rely on Oxford losing if you were to take it now. Now, Ipswich, I- a couple of games ago, were right near the bottom 
They have gone on a yep. run and they're 10th. If Wednesday can go on a run, just think. They're one point behind Wednesday after going on a run. That's what we're saying. It's so close. And if you can turn it on, it could be on. That's the thing. That's why it's like, I do see when, when some fans are saying we need to act now because it's still salvageable this season, but it's also still relegation worthy this season. So we've got, we can't go too yeah. stupid with it. You've got to be careful. Some people were saying bring Megson home and I was like, let it die. Well, I've seen Bruce. I've seen Megson. I've seen well, Ryan Lowe. We've seen all sorts. Let's get into the news news, okay? So there's not a lot of news this week. Josh Render has joined Grantham Town on a one-month loan deal. He's gone to link up with Carlton Palmer there. Yep. Because uh, he, he manages that side. So he's gone He's gone non-league to get some game time. Hopefully he does well, comes back for us. Now this one. The Athletic, um, this is from the Molyneux News, actually, the, but... They're talking about a report in The Athletic that was talking yeah. about Theo Corbinu's loan situation at Wednesday. Now, they, they say their facts that they bring in is the Canadian teenager is yet to start a league game for the Alice joining them during the summer. There is acknowledgement on both sides that Corbinu needs to improve, especially in terms of the work he does for the team. Corbinu reportedly had three loan options during the summer window. Uh, they were Wednesday and their League One rivals, Crew and Lincoln. The report says that if... Corbyn, who does not start playing between now and the winter window, he could well move mid-season. Wolves, Wolves have the option to recall Corbyn, who during January and potentially send him out elsewhere. Now, Moore was but, talking to the star, yeah. and he said that he's heard nothing from Wolves about a possible recall. He says, and quote, Theo hasn't featured more because of the timing of the games. The players have been ahead of him at the time. He's making a transition from academy, academy football into first team football on the front line. There have been pieces of the game we've been teaching him at Sheffield Wednesday and he will play football for us. He will start for us. We've been doing some incredible work with him, end quote. Now, I get this because I'm not on the give give him so much more game time. Yeah, I'd like to see him a little bit more substitute appearances. But against yeah. Mansfield, I just thought he did a lot of stepovers and then ran into his man. The thing is, I like Corbin you as a player. He get going, he's exciting, but he hasn't got that finish ball in yet. And I understand why he's not starting yet. And the thing is, if you put him on, he doesn't, he starts whipping the balls in and they're not going into where they're meant to be. He'll get on the back. And more right with this. Academy football, completely different to getting first-team football. He came here to get kicked, right? Yeah. And Wolves aren't, Wolves aren't happy that he's not getting kicked. But that, right? that's, the thi- that's the thing. I don't think it is. I think Wolves are actually okay with it because it was only yeah. the Wigan game since uh, Moore spoke to, spoke to him. And he, he said there's nothing that's been said where anything. The only other thing I can also think of that there have been murmurs like when Dunkley did that press conference conference where he said I just had a row with Theo and it sounds like there might be a bit of a well I'm premiership like well you're in league one mate so this is what we do in league one and this is how it's going to be so explain that uh, Dunkley situation a little bit more. so Dunkley came into a interview with the star I think it was star it was BBC Radio Sheffield he said and he literally walked to the, sorry I'm a bit I'm a bit angry I'm a, I just had a row with uh ones of wicked and he's gone, ones of wickers. Yeah, I've had a row with Theo Corbin. And as he said, so I'm not in the best mood to do this. So I apologise. So he apologised. In fact, but it's like a pro just come in and say he's had a row with him before he's about to do a presser and he told the presser. That says yeah. a lot to me. And it's not like there's a, like Dunkley, I offer the Wolves, they've got Wolf connections. So they know it. 
it's that really weird one, if you know what I mean, where it, it, could, it could be him being told to know where he places from a professional mm. pro. We don't do that. But why would Dunkley come out and say it? It's the weird thing about that, right, is he speaks well in the media, as all players do now, pretty much. Obviously, apart from Dunkley coming out there and going, I've said a row with, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. with Corbin, but as I've said that, but when he, uh, when Corbin has spoken, he talk, spoke about waiting for his time, you know, he's come here and he, he's, he's excited to get game time and stuff like that. If he has come down there with that, oh, I'm an academy, I'm in the national team and all of that sort of thing, not slagging it, not slagging the national team off. Didn't take much to get into that national team. For example, you are playing for Asheville Wednesday side at the minute and not getting into the team. That says a lot about the uh, Canadian national team as a whole at the minute. Yeah, but um, interesting actually, they're, 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 he's not been called back up, has he? Actually, in no. Fairness. Interesting fact: Who was our last Canadian player? You, I, I don't do well on these tests, Jake. Co- Colin Lavery. Lavery's Canadian, technically. Yeah, but didn't he? He didn't he declare for Northern Ireland or something? Yeah, but he's technically a Canadian. Oh, he, okay. He did some Fair good things there. So yeah. And then he went to the other side of the city. Maybe Corbett will do the same. But then again, um, it's. I want to see more from him, but he needs to come on in these sub appearances now, make these cameos yeah. and show but a little not bit. Not for like the last five minutes. No, Bring definitely on. not. No. He was meant to come on just before the goal. He was all stripped off, ready to come on before the goal. And then the goal went in and we didn't bring him on after that. I thought that was a mistake. I thought, just bring him on anyway. He called, he can, He had a good cross with corners right near the end and he was trying to, he got it in. It's, it's one of these things. I, if you're not going to start him, give him 45 in the second half to see what he can do. I'd like to see more Shadipo as well. Because Shadipo been quality. He was really good at trooping and we didn't see him. When was that Dunkley presser? Uh, I will find out for you. Which one was it? Because he got dropped. He got dropped for Lincoln and obviously Corbin did feature against Lincoln. So they were sat sharing a bench. I don't know whether it was both of those. But you don't know whether Dunkley's been... Because Dunkley came out on Twitter and said that... Because people were going, if you were fit, you'd have played today. We needed you in that back line on the Saturday. And Dunkley came out and said, I'm not injured. I am fighting fit and raring to go. It's disappointing when you're not selected and it hurts. But um, you've just got to keep going and be professional. That's what he pretty much said. I misquoted him slightly there, but that was along the lines of what he said on Twitter. So when was that presser? Do we know? I'm done a lot now. No worries, because I think that could have factored into the decision of Dunkley not playing. Because why would you not play? In reference to what we were talking about earlier, we, we played with only one recognised centre-back against Lincoln. Mm. So unless he was sort of, sort of trying to go, hey, you need to make sure your professionalism's there at all times. You ain't starting on Saturday. We're going to try something different. You've gone and spoke against. The big thing for me this week were the fact that how much chance have we given the likes of Delhi, and he's taken it. And it's going to be very hard for someone to take that shirt off him now. Yeah, it's, I think, well, well whether, it's, whether it's relevant to that interview or not, um, with Dunkley's position there, I think with Corbinou, if he has 
started to rub some of the players up the wrong way, especially with someone like Dunkley, who seemed to be quite part of the core of that group, one of the players that gets on there. He just needs to make sure that he's he's not got that Premier League attitude. Okay, and he, he will with with the team. But I would like to see more from him. He's got the he's got the potential there. But I do you think he'll get recalled in January? Do you think I it could happen? No. Uh, I don't know because it's mixed messages. I can understand if they did recall him back, but are we if he goes somewhere else, does he start and then we go, well, that's why he's not in the team because of Leeds like lack of games and stuff. You know, with the yeah. cross and stuff. Because the thing that we show, he showed when he played against Manfield, great on the ball, got speed, very good. Can't cross. No, he, he likes to cut in. He's very much an inverted. It, it's like he's got the inverted winger trait there. But let's see more from him before we make yeah, our it, judgment fully. It, it, I, I don't think they'll need to the, load the, him because... There's a player there. Let's put it there. There's a very good is player Is he going to start over Maguire at Lincoln? Not for me. Nope. You know, uh, Crew maybe, but Crew had crew probably... Crew the bottom. Yeah, if you stay at Wednesday, if they're the ones that were in for him and nobody else comes in for him, he sticks around for me. Yeah. It's it's just one of those strange ones, isn't it? Where you want to see him do good, but then you've got to think, is it a waste of the loan? Yeah, if we're not and using because you we've got a lot look, of loads You don't need to look up that uh, thing anymore, by the way. We'll, uh, no, I can't find we'll, it. We'll move on. I, I couldn't find it either, but I do remember hearing about that. Um, I just wanted to get the exact details on it. But if you hadn't heard about it, you have heard about it now. Okay, this is a big one. This one's going to ruffle some feathers. Oh, okay. So we got an email in Talking Wednesday. You can email us too. Or the uh, Talking Wednesday podcast at gmail.com for your topics. The email that wrote into us this week was from a Zach who said, Afternoon, guys. Just a quick question. Following the tweet from Michael uh, Vaughan, is it Vaughan? Vagan? I can never Vaughan. say it's Vaughan. Vaughan. I Vaughan. always read it and go, am I saying it right? Like Would Vaughan. you have Steve Bruce back as manager? This was when he became available, so this was before he got sacked, and obviously it's developed since then. Or would you rather keep Darren Moore and give him time? Would love to know your thoughts. Stay safe, and we're all Wednesday, aren't we? Um, now, we have right. seen... We... See ya. Bye. Uh, <laughs> no way. We, we've seen the the fallout of Dar- people saying Darren Moore's tactically not got it on. And there's been some portions of the Wednesday fans online saying they uh, would actually take Steve Bruce back. What? I'm pretty sure if he if he's gonna go anywhere, might be eyeing up the Man United job. And <laughs> no, I would. This is a no, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And also, why would Chancery even do it? It'd be like, I love I love how people got on uh, Twitter and went, look what I just liked. Steve Bruce sat for Newcastle. It's like. Yeah, yeah. Chan Siri's son has liked uh, Steve Bruce getting. Get he liked a post that said Steve Bruce was uh, axed from Newcastle. So, if you are unfamiliar with this story, I don't know where you've been, but Sheffield Wednesday uh, had Steve Bruce as their manager not too long ago. About Feels six like months. an eternity ago. <laughs> yeah, about six. He came through uh, February. He went to go and watch the cricket. So basically, uh, what happened was during the time when we were appointing, he lost both his mum and dad. Um, yeah. Chancery basically said, look, go have some relaxation time. Go yeah. get your head right to ready in football. We need you now, but I understand what you're going through. Let's just 
give you a break and give you that time and compassion and be like, not like most football clubs. Normally most football clubs go, no, you're coming in now if I'm hiring you or you're not having the job. We gave so, him that. He went and watched cricket, like you said. He then came in. Um, Remember, he's the reason we got Dumpley. Yeah, he left us in that season. The end of that season, it was positive because we were seeing the team start to change underneath him, right? And he left us with a, a, a few points off the playoff pack, right? Yeah. We accepted that season that if he'd have probably come when he was originally hired by Wednesday and, and Chan Siri hadn't given that time, we'd have probably been in the playoffs. Yeah. We accepted that with the thought of, we're going to get a rebuild this summer. So on comes the summer. He goes to Owls in the Park. He talks about how it's been a lovely turnout and everybody was there, you know. And that bloody it, dog. And he was going on about how it's going to be a great season for Wednesday and that sort of stuff. And then we go and see him at preseason. I go to the Lincoln game, by the way, where it's all kicked off because there's been rumours that morning that Steve Bruce has been in contact with Newcastle. A fan runs onto the pitch and goes, what's going on, Steve? Pretty much in his face. Yes. All that kicking off. Uh, he goes in the interview and goes, well, I thought it was only right to go and speak to them. And he goes and has a chat, right? You're missing the walking the dog bit after pre-season. Oh, yeah. That's, that, that's the fun <laughs> bit as well, yeah. yeah. So basically, go, go on then, Jake. T t so, tell us about the so walking the dog So basically, you get asked what... What's the whole situation with Newcastle? What's going on? So, I'm just going to go home and walk my dog. I don't know yeah. anything about Newcastle. I'm just going to go take it for a nice walk and then I'll be fine. So he what actually ended up walk to Newcastle? He, he took it up on Tyneside, right? <laughs> yeah. And then he decided that he was, uh, was going to go and have a chat with Mike Ashley while he was there. So yeah, he then becomes Newcastle manager. a big, manager. big direct mug with a cup of tea. Wednesday, do not give him permission to go. No. Right? He just announces that he's the new... Newcastle announced before we've even okayed it. We never okay this deal, yeah. by the way. Newcastle announced that Steve Bruce is their new manager. You know what I like about he's... this, though? Go on. Was the fact that we saw Chan Siri properly go, right, get here, I'm having you. If you're taking all three Steves, I want some cash. Like, we got four million or so for manager just on his own yeah no we and got a couple we i got think we got like six and a half yeah in, we got total, four million yeah. just for steve like we, we we're one for like setting the barriers and stuff like we were the first one to get the million pound player in trevor francis so i thought at that point are we going to start having manager transfers and we just hit the big smash six million <laughs> well steve obviously he went and Wednesday turned around and went, we're disappointed to hear that our manager, Steve yeah. Bruce, has just been appointed as another... Because we never said it was fine to go. So that's when he got into court. All of those things. They did a deal. We got Jacob Murphy that season. We know how that went. Jacob Murphy was great for us. But we... Uh, we us fell in, in love with another lone player. Yeah, but we were never... We were never really right after all of that. And it was... It was quite a rebuild job because a lot of play the players are bought into what Bruce was saying and then they kind of, mm. he kind of was just left adrift. And we all wanted Hewton when Bruce went. We didn't get Hewton. He turned up uh, down. He said, I'm yeah. waiting then, for a premiership job. Yep. Yeah, he was even waiting for a Premier League job, you know, in case Celtic didn't come calling because oh, yeah. still doesn't know the difference. Uh, but then we... Uh, <laughs> We ended up getting Gary Monk down the line and it just it was just completely different philosophies to a Bruce side. Yeah. It it left us in such a situation and then go on to Tony Poulis, go on to the days and, and Wednesday relegated and now a League One side. It started with the downfall then for me. But we never, ever really properly like 
we play Carlos. No. We brought Luke in for a season and that didn't work. But and Steve then, Bruce was that. He was. Steve... We were about to have it. It was, it was, this was like, right, he knows how to set a team. He knows how to get out of the championship. We're set. Yep. He, he, you look at the DD Fry offer, 200k we paid for him. He bought in a lot of players that we needed. And you could see something was building. You could see what he's trying to do. And at times, if we had that concentration that we knew we were lacking at times in that period, because we were lacking it then, because he was saying that we're throwing silly points away and he doesn't understand why, but we need to get to the root of it. I am getting sick and tired of how many times I hear our managers say that. Need to get to the root of what this issue is. <laughs> but Just... I still don't want Steve Bruce. No. I don't care. I don't care how much. Right. I, I'm going as far to say here is Darren Moore could have us in the bottom bottom of the league right now. And I still wouldn't want Steve Bruce. But I want Darren Moore to be sacked. Don't get me wrong. But I wouldn't want Steve Bruce to come back into this club. He, he's, he I don't think he's coming back into football. No. But he acted... He, the distaste and the disrespect he showed Sheffield Wednesday when he went. He had a comfortable job where the fans backed him here and went to a club where he knew he was going to get stick. Yep. Actually, once it, do you want Steve Bruce? That's one of your best videos. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, it is actually. <laughs> when Steve Bruce left, it is, it is one of my best channel videos. But he, um, I don't want him back. No. I don't want him anywhere near this club. I don't know why any... If if you're a Wednesday fan that wants him back... It, it, also, he wouldn't come back. And no. I don't want him back. And I don't know why it's been Can brought... Can you imagine how that conversation would go with Chad Series? It wouldn't happen. <laughs> no. And also, the, the same fans that are saying he should come back are the same fans that said that we've never been able to sort it out under Chan Series. And, oh, Steve Bruce... They're actually defending him going, Steve Bruce saw what Chan Series was doing to the club, so he went out and it was like, right, no, okay, so you've, you've pulled that out of your arse and now you're saying that you want the same owner to hire Steve Bruce back and it's going to go differently, is it? Yeah. I just uh, somehow hate every fibre of this with every f- being fibre yeah. in my body, right? It, but it's like it's like what I said earlier. People saying, oh, let it go for Ryan Lowe, pardon me. If we were going to do that, we should have done that last season when we got more in. More, Lowe is not going to lead top of the table Plymouth to come to us because he played for, for one season. He had got an officiation with him and he does like us. And he has said it was a hard game to play against Wendy. But it, you look at what he's done at Plymouth, it's taken him a season to build it. And now they're showing it. We may have to, we can't be that kind of thing. I don't think we need to go up straight away. But it may be a case where we have to do that. More needs at least a, a year. Give him at least a year. But then we can't keep chopping and changing. Because he, we've allowed more to bring in his own people in now. And that's mm. something we haven't let anyone do. We have. We let, we well, let, we let Monk, we let Monk we let, do it, but we do it eventually. Yeah. yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying there. We let Bruce do it. And then we didn't let anyone do it for ages. We didn't let Monk do it for ages. Then we let Monk do it and then sacked him a couple of months later. Now Morse come in with a whole team. It's going to take time. But the one thing I don't want is bringing these these chances like Steve Bruce who would leave at the opportunity of any other club again bear in mind the fact he wouldn't come to us I just I'm I despair you know, you know what, what Wednesday got, you know fans what sometimes do when things get a bit rough you know right? what I've got going through my head the scenario don't you Steve Bruce what? come back right and we're doing really well and we're 
Brittle City has sacked Nigel Pearson. Oh, I like Brittle. I'm going for a dog walk. No, come here. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's, he's always like Bristol. You know, he, uh, he'll be like, I'm actually a boyhood Bristol fan, you'll find. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh, they're not Rovers. No, I love that city. They're actually my club, you'll find. <laughs> Steve Bruce, no, no never man. again. I didn't have any sympathy for him. All the media going, oh, it's sad, isn't it? Just because he's soft-spoken. And it, as a Wednesday fan, I had no sympathy for him. The abuse, obviously, no. yeah, it gets, it gets too Nobody deserves that. That, no. But in terms of like a footballing decision, it's not sad that he's lost his job. I'm actually... I, he never should have gone in the first place. He was never no. permitted by the club that employed him in the first place. And he left the club in a position... A club as big as Sheffield Wednesday... before the season. Newcastle respect, respected us and felt... Because if you think about it, right, if things had gone a little bit differently, Wednesday could have been in position to get a takeover to the level of, yeah. of Newcastle's. Do you know what I mean? And their fan base sort of respected that a club of our size should not be getting treated by that by Steve Bruce. When Bruce left, a lot of fans were like, we were hoping we we're going to get York because you're a great fan base. You're really good. It's a good way day. It's a good kind of thing. The thing that you've got is, when things like this happen, the Wednesday... Twitter face and everything is very toxic at the minute because people don't like patience in football. They want it there now, straight away, get it done. The only difference is because of Lincoln game, especially with the tactic, we can see things. You can see what you're trying to do, but it's not the right player to do so. I always say to people, it's the same thing with Chancery out. It's the same with the Moore out. Who the hell do you bring in? Not we Steve haven't Bruce. got We haven't got that pulling power like we did in the championship. Not Steve. Bruce. Steve. Yeah. Bruce, end of. Should we move on? Yep. <laughs> With that, we've managed to get the podcast to an hour. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> on a slow news week. Thank you, Steve. That's the only time you're ever going to hear it. Right. We don't actually drag the podcast out. As we said, we've been no, doing a lot ones that have been less than an hour recently because yeah. if there's nothing to talk about, we don't talk about it. However, I do want to talk about this this week. Who do we need to build this squad around? Because Ooh. we've been asked this quite a bit, right? And I want to pick out some players. So I'm going to read you the Wednesday squad, doing oh. the best I can. So we've got Bailey Peacock for hours alone, so obviously not him. But then we've got Wildsmith, Render, Jackson, Dawson. If we're going to build this squad around him, who do you think out of those keepers do we need to bring? Uh, for me, we need to bring a keeper in. Yeah, yeah, it needs to be a keeper. Definitely. Rather than build a squad around. So I don't think we build a squad around any of the current keepers we've got. The young did need to go on loan and play football. Constantly, yep. and it's a fight between Dawson and uh, Wildsmith. It's probably going to be Dawson, depending on uh, if he comes back and keeps his extra form. Yeah. Mm. So, defense we've got Iorfa, Dunkley, Hunt, Brennan, who's obviously out on loan, Palmer, Brown, Gibson, and Hutchinson. Now, I don't see Brown Gibson's as Gibson's alone. Well, oh yeah, he is. So we wouldn't we wouldn't look to build a squad around him. Of course, he is. I offer for me is the defender you build the defence around and you play to his strengths. If he's staying with Wednesday, you get defenders that can do the... If he's a ball-playing defender, you you focus it around him and you focus it... If we're going to play it out from the back, give him that freedom to go yeah. forward. If you're going to play a three at the back, you need two solid, no-nonsense centre-backs behind him, right? And let him come out through the middle. Or if you're going to play a four at the back, you need a, no, you need a leader next to him. You need someone can like... Just, can we just clone like a young Reader Johnson? That sort of player, Is honestly. That's what we need, isn't it? I think if you're going to play Brown at left back over time, that's okay. Can you have an attacking mm. option there? 
you put Palmer at right back, but you don't build a long-term squad out of him. Brown could become a really good attacking left back for us, but I think yeah. then on the right hand side, you've got to go for someone a little bit more defensive Jeremy to contract back and get a right back in. Someone yeah, a little in my bit younger. Yeah, I think that too. Somebody who can develop as more of a defensive right back, even though a lot of fullbacks want to go forward now. Um, the midfield, it's it's easy. The player that you put on every team sheet to build a team around now for me is Deli Bashiru. Okay, yep. so Deli Bashiru in that midfield and Adeniran. Those yeah. two. Those two are already cementing a place already and they're yeah. showing what it can do. And Bannon getting closer and closer to age where I think this is probably going to be his last club. Yeah. Give or, de- give or take. And Wing, I wouldn't want him back at the way, way he's playing now. At start, no. I would have said yes, but it, it's not there for me. Uh, Alex Hunt, I would like to bring back and see him play. He sounds like he's having quite a good time in non-league. I know it's not the same, but it might have him that experience to play. And when he had played for Wendy, he looked decent. Who do you play as the cam? Fizz or Adoniran? Fizz. Mm. Have Adoniran behind him, have Hunt yep. behind him, have Deli Basher in front of him. That could be a spine to work with, you know? Yeah. If Hunt can come back and he can show some form. Mm. Up front, Gregory's obviously not going to be around for ages. No. Nope. I still think we've got a striker in Josh Windass if he can come back firing. Did you see what you were wearing at the match? No, I didn't. Have you not seen this? I've not. I... God. He was there with Kenny Miller. Because uh, they used to play together, didn't they? Uh, thingy. For what it's worth, I was, I was working at the Lincoln match. It's tragic for me, but I've had to watch it on. Out. Oh, dear. <laughs> Oh dear. <laughs> I can't even really see it. It's just a puffer coat in it. What is it? I don't know, I'll send it to you. Anyway, carry on. You've thrown me off now, punks. <laughs> Windath is the one that if he comes back fit, we could do something to build around him. Is he I was 20s? saying oh dear I said oh dear because I thought he was wearing a Newcastle coat for a second and I was like, what? <laughs> and then I realised that it wasn't and you were just showing me a puffer coat. So, yeah, I think we need a striker, but Windass mm. is, is the option at the minute. Again, we need we need players to come in and build around. What but the midfields are... He's not a striker. That's the issue. I'd like to keep him. Yeah, same, but he's not a striker. No. It, it, we do need a younger striker. Really, right. really do need a new younger striker, and problem is they're hard to come by. I mean, I can't really talk. You just sent me this Windass photo. I can't really talk. I wear the wackiest things ever. It's not really like it's just a, a an interesting array of outfits, isn't it? To be fair, but, when he's standing next to Kenny Miller, though, it's like which one's the ex pro and which one's the current pro. <laughs> well, you can t- you can tell Kenny Kenny does look like an ex ex pro. Um, Right. Oh, yeah, that got brought up by someone the other day as well, going, oh, Kenny Miller was there, he could be doing a job of manager. No. <laughs> what? Yes. I did see that. Are we that? Are we that? Are we on that level now? It seems that. It's annoying. <laughs> anyway. we, need a new, we need a new striking lineup. We do. I agree. Let's uh, go into the, the what the community. I'm sick of this, right? I'm sick of, I'm sick of looking at stuff. Uh, you've just 
annoyed me with the Kenny Miller comment now because it's just where we are, isn't it? Let's just yeah. let's just talk about what's coming up. Cheltenham versus Sheffield Wednesday. If we don't win this and he gets the tactics wrong, I'm going to be a lot more aggressive next week. They are they've got 18 points, five three six record, 13th in League One. So the below us, they're at home, but they've got a minus seven goal difference. They concede goals. We just need attack them. Yeah. See what happens. Not underestimating anyone in this league, but just take it to him. Just for, just for a chance, play 4-4-2. Shadipo, Corbyn on the wing, and just see what happens. Yeah, be a laugh. Th- yeah. Why not? And the thing Could is, you- Windath is close to being back as well. I'm waiting for it because we need more options up front because Berahino's yeah. not firing, is he, at the minute? The, the bits and farts, no, bits and no, yeah, no, he's not. Sorry, I'm not even going to use words. Are you all right, mate? Yeah, I'm fine. I, I know we've not been going over an hour in this podcast for a while. We've been having quite short and sweet ones, but you do still... We used to do these for three hours, mate. You yeah, need to get a coffee. <laughs> right. Uh, community topics. Let's go into what you guys are telling us this uh, this week. So Matthew Brammel wrote in and said, how long would you give Darren more? Punk kind of alluded to it. He says a year. I'd say... At the current rate of results, I'd say Christmas. If he doesn't go on a run before that. I understand that, but who do you get in at Christmas? Oh, I don't um, know. The thing is, what, the reason I'm Nobody saying, knows. Steve Bruce! That, <laughs> God, no. <laughs> um, the thing i got is Christmas, and you're, especially if you're having to go say, right, you need to get the player to go on a run to get in to the playoffs or whatever, depending on where we are. Yeah. Yeah, you know I mean, it's a difficult right. time. How many matches have we got? How many times have we said we need to have some consistency with a manager? And how many matches? Swapping, how many matches swapping and got? changing. I know. I know. But right. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. I'll say January 11th. So New Year's Day. I'll give it to New Year's Day. Okay, that gives, that, gives, that gives the manager a, tramp, a transfer window then. Well, it doesn't because the transfer window opens in January, doesn't it? Uh, that's that. a good point, actually. That's a good point. Maybe we give him the transfer window. Give him the entirety of January. Yeah. Be Sheffield no, 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 mate. No, because, right, it's the 12 matches up until January. If he can't win five of those matches, oh no, he needs five to win. of five of twelve. Get someone else in. Yeah, no, I I agree. I agree with that. He needs to win because draws are not doing it. I just, I'm not a big fan of all the. I'm not even asking managers. him to win half there. I'm saying win five, get a few draws, keep that unbeaten run to it. If you can get, because I'll tell you the teams we're facing. Right, up until Christmas, we've got Cheltenham, Sunderland, Gillingham. Accrington Stanley, MK Dons, Wickham, Portsmouth, Crew, then Accrington Stanley again, then Burton, then Sunderland again, and then Shrewsbury on New Year's Day. So we're getting point first of Wickham, Sunderland, Portsmouth. <laughs> no, that's why I said only win five. Yeah. Right? That's that, you can account into that a battering at Wickham and Sunderland twice, mm. you know. I just think we need to see it turn around for them. The things need to click because that's 12 more games, mate. Yeah, I know, I know what you say. I, I know but what you say. if he can do that and get, in, get us five wins out of that, 
I'd give him a, he needs he, he, I do think he deserves a transfer window. It's, it sucks because if he had a transfer window where he could buy players, I think we'd be in a bit of a better position. Yeah. But we were we were scraping the barrel a little bit, and he, he found some gems there, as I've said before. So I get I get I I would also be happy to see him given given the season. But twelve games is a big time from now and yeah. then. He needs we need to. We need to not be saying the same things twelve games time. We really don't. No, I can't, I can't. I agree with what you're saying. It just with the way we brought him in, he'd been in six months in charge, and yeah, we should be doing better than where we are with the squad we got and stuff. And it's stupid mistakes uh, that keep costing us at times. To be fair, just no concentration, yeah. and I don't know how you fix that because that's been a thing that went for ages. I'm just not a fan of constantly chopping and changing managers because. You need that consistency. We've shown if we had consistently on the car lock, granted, it did dip off. It does work. Yeah. I'm not I also, by the way, five wins probably wouldn't keep us in the promotion pack. I'm just saying five wins is progress on these yeah, yeah. rapid draws and conceding. I need to see a change of things. I need to see us going for a little bit more. Um I'd like to see five wins and three draws. I'd take the rest as losses. Yeah. That's out of twelve, so that's eight. And then you've lost four, aren't you? People get your phones ready. Let's see what happens. We'll see what happens. Is um, that you, Bruce? You leave your phone in the sea. <laughs> I might. That might change. Yeah. The manner of the games is a big thing as well. It's Not a the tight league as well. Games aren't played on paper. This is what annoys me. You know the armchair fans that don't even watch the team at all, right? And they go... Yeah. And they go, oh, well, on paper, look at this. It's dreadful. Were you, did you see it? Did you see how it went down? Because that's a big part of it. Yeah. Right? It just. We live in a FIFA. It's not hard to watch the match back either, is it? Yeah. But they all just go on Twitter and they don't even watch it back. And they don't even like, uh, anyway. Freddie Parking writes in and goes, are we out of the automatic promotion race? No, because technically we're only nine points away from it. But it's going to get harder if we carry on like we are. Got to draw into wins. Stee writes in again. (laughs) And he goes, yes, it's me again. But in our last nine games, starting at Plymouth and ending at Cambridge, one being a cup game, we have lost twice, Plymouth and Oxford, who are obviously Plymouth at the top of the league, Oxford sixth. Four draws and two wins in the league plus one cup. Have we actually been overreacting? Moaning at the team and wanting Darren Moore to be sacked. Yes, is this four a bit draws. Positive. Yes, four, Jesus. Four, four draws isn't especially isn't great, especially against some of the teams. But ten points from a possible twenty-four is an awful, considering this is a complete brand new squad who are in their first season playing together and quite possibly the only season that play with us. I'm uh, they, they play with us. It's a positive I, I, spin on it. I I'm guess. just, I'm just, I'm just shocked. Or by a Steve massive being... sarcastic one. <laughs> we would take it either way. By the way, for people that don't know, Steve has been struggling to watch our life, his live streams recently. Uh, during the Cambridge one, we had a whole. Is it Steve? Steve can't get in. Yeah. Uh, oh, I know why. I'll tell you off straight. Nothing to do yeah. with you, Steve. It's something to do with filters. I'll tell you later. That uh, I know why. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> But um, it's interesting that he said he's been on it is can come across a star tactic or actually quite level-headed. And the thing is, you hear that 10 out of 24, you're like, oh, Jesus Christ, that's rubbish. And you're like, we should be taking more. But in the flip side, it is a new team. I can't, I will not have this clicking, gelling 
stuff thrown at me anymore, though. I that do my head in, kind of thing. Because yeah. we've had enough games now. It's which are even clicking now. Come on. But the thing we have got, we've got an injury back, back line. We haven't injured got, back line, yeah. Yeah, we, we probably have some of them. Beshi Hutch. I think the chopping and change, like more said this week, situational football. We play situational football. That's why I don't have a starting 11. And I get it. You play for what's in front of you each game, so it's a different lineup each time. But I just personally think a lineup that knows who they're playing with week in, week out builds a bit more confidence. I don't know what you think. I think we've got to look at the positives, though. We'll, we'll, we'll cry at the minute, you know, because I just I keep looking at the table. And if you're looking at stats and you're one of those fans, look at the stats. We're not that far off. No, we're not. So keep on. Keep on uh, trucking. Just don't dr- ram into the barriers like Jake. Uh, yeah. <laughs> last writing from the community today is from Jez Giant Chicken, who says, is wearing white shorts with blue and white striped shirts ever acceptable or is it blatantly obvious taboo that should be punishable by flogging it's a rhetorical question obviously yeah so what uh, we're answering a rhetorical question here because he uh, believes that it should be flogged i assume you yes. should be flogged if this ever happens i bla- don't like it it, it, it looks shorts all the way yeah it's obviously but it's black shots all the way um we couldn't do it because of the kick clashes the other it day. looked bloody weird. <laughs> it did look weird. It I looked like, like when it. I go on FIFA and I forget to change the kit things, it goes to pink kit versus like a red and white. I'm like, well, that's so annoying. Passing. That's so annoying on the new FIFA because you've got to go into customize to change the kits. Yeah. It doesn't just come up automatically. And I don't know what every team's got. So I'll end up playing a team like Charlton at home in a red kit and I'll be in the pink kit. And when I'm playing on my uh, TV that I use to, to do all the gameplay footage. Yeah. The contrast is not great. <laughs> and I just, I'm like, which one's which? I'm going to the opticians tomorrow. So that actually, actually sort my, because I think my eyes have got worse. <laughs> then again, COVID meant I couldn't really go that much. So yeah, have, I probably, you... I probably have got worse. Yeah. But uh, thanks for writing in, Jez. Good to have the humor as well. Please guys, keep the writings coming in. And when we rely on you guys, when it's a sh- slow news week, because obviously we are Net a community-led week. podcast and this news and that Net sort of stuff. Podcast, so. We might need a lot because it's a one game yeah, kind of thing. So more stuff we never, we'll never, As we said, we'll never put a podcast out if we feel like we've got nothing to talk about. But we've made it 41 episodes so far, so we're doing all right. But that's it from me this week. You got anything to add, Punk? It's getting darker, it's getting greyer, but it's nearly Christmas, so yay. Got a lot of things to do before Christmas, unfortunately. So lot of things in the way of Christmas. I have a child and, uh, that was born in December, so Christmas isn't uh, fun. Well, think about when you uh, you get Randy next time, yeah, Jake? Yeah, don't worry, we're already on, that's already on the cards not to do a Christmas baby again. <laughs> I uh, I don't know if we can keep that in the podcast, can we? Yeah, we yeah, can. Yeah, podcast. That'll be fine. That's that's not the thing. Well, there's some stuff that gets. Oh yeah, members only. There is members only bit um, <laughs> that uh, <laughs> that get a little bit interesting. So if, if you would like to join <laughs> the members only tiers, yeah, there is uh, behind the scenes videos occasionally going out there. But yeah, I hope you have a lovely week. Take care, and we will see you in the next episode of Talking Wednesday. See ya.